hearing God is a big deal. Right? I think many of you would agree that if you hear God in your life, that is a big deal. But it's important to understand that it's also something that is available to every believer. Every believer inside of you is already the makeup you need to hear God. You have all the tools. It's, it, it, it's in you. When God said that you were made in his image, when he created you, when he spoke life into you, everything you need is available in there. The question then is, how come we struggle with direction in our life? Why, why do sometimes we just don't know what to do? Should we go to the left? Should we go to the right? What we've been doing, should we stop doing that? Should we start doing this? Why then do we struggle with direction? Why do we struggle with what God would desire for us to do? Why do we struggle to do some of those things? Very simply, because we fail to recognize his voice in our lives. Listen, can I get a quick volunteer? You know what, Benny, you're perfect. You're up here in the front. Can you, can you come up? Do we have a second mic? Have a second mic? Ladies, can you give Benny the, the, that other mic? And Benny, I just want you to stand there on the edge, but up, up high enough. Like right in front of the piano. Okay, Benny, so I'm, I'm going to give you a, one more step higher. Right there. Don't be scared. I'm not. So your job right now is going to be the voice of God in my life. Okay? That's what you got. I know it's a big responsibility, but you, you got this, all right? So what I want you to do is I want you just to call out my name three or four times. Call, call out Jack. Don't, don't Jack. Say yeah, don't say Pastor Jack because okay. I'm, I'm not God's pastor. He's mine. All right. So you're just going to say Jack. You're going to be the voice of God in my life. Okay? Just, just let me know when. So I'm going to cue you, and then I'm going to do something, and then I'm going to cue you again okay. and do it. But both times, say about three or four times. Okay. All right? All right? All right. Hold on. All right. Jack. But keep going. Jack. Keep Jack. Going. Yeah. All right. That's good. You know, I wonder why I don't hear anything. It's not that God doesn't speak, but why don't I hear? Why can't I hear his voice? Do it again. Jack, Jack, Jack. You know what? I think I heard something. I, I think I did hear something, but you know what? It's weird. That's weird. Can I hear God? That's, that's just weird that I would hear the voice of God in my life. Maybe, maybe it's what I ate last night. Maybe it was a bad dream. Uh, maybe I've been watching way too much crazy stuff, and so that's just weird. God would speak. That's weird. See, what happens is we fail to recognize his voice. We don't, we, don't, we don't recognize it, and then over time, that voice of God just becomes suppressed, and, 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 and now we miss it all together. We completely tune it out. Thank you. Can we give him a round of applause? Give him a round of applause. Thank, thank you so much. See, today I want to look at a passage in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and shed a little bit more light here in, in, in what's happening here. So we have two, um, two people that this passage is really talking about. It's talking about Eli the priest, and, he, and he's really like the main guy. Um, he, he, he's there at the temple of God. He's there guarding the ark uh, of the covenant where the presence of God is. And here is this young boy. His name is Samuel. Samuel's life has been dedicated to the Lord. His parents have given him over to here, and, and he's growing up under the leadership of Eli the priest, and he's learning about God. Okay, so this is what's happening here. We're talking about 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we're beginning in verse 2. It says this, One night, Eli was almost blind by now. Who was almost blind by now had gone to bed. 
the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And what was happening there, there the, uh, 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 where the Ark of the Covenant was and all that, it says, and Samuel, which is the boy, was sleeping in the tabernacle near the Ark of God, the presence of God right there. Verse 4, suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. And again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had, he had never had a message from the Lord before. Verse 8. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, for your servant is listening. You see, Samuel didn't recognize God's voice. Because he had never heard it before. He, he was never taught how to hear it. It's not that he didn't have everything he needed inside of him to hear God's voice. He had never heard it. And, and very specifically, he had never been taught to. See, what's happening in this moment is that Eli gives him some very specific instruction. If Eli never teaches them, he may go on his whole life and never recognize the voice of God. See, Scripture gives us all the details here. And my hope is, for the course of this series, you become so much closer to God. You understand his voice at such a greater level. And so God desires to speak to us. And so today's message is really going to be a two-part. I'm going to share part of the ways, about three, three of the ways today, and then about three or four of the ways that God speaks to us next week. So it's kind of a two-part within our series. So God desires to speak to us. And number one, number one, the first three ways that I'll share with you, number one is that God speaks to us through the Bible. The Bible. See, Bible is God's word to us. There is absolutely no way that you can separate God from the Bible. You can't do it. You, you absolutely cannot. People will try to say, well, you, you know, the Bible's flawed here. I believe in God, I just don't believe in the Bible. I don't know the God you believe in if you don't believe in the God of the Bible. The Bible is either the final authority, it is either the word of God, or it's not. You can't say that you believe in God and not believe in the Bible. It just doesn't work that way. That's a false God. God speaks to us through the Bible. But I want to take this a little bit further. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and in verse 16, it says this, All scripture is inspired by God. Someone say inspired by God. And is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God's voice can be found in the Bible. And, and I love this passage because you could have been walking through something in life and you're like, oh my goodness, God's, the, the Bible, God will use the Bible to be a voice in your life to let you know that, listen, you've been on the wrong road. Well, watch out, don't go left because if you go left, guess what? 
hey, if you take this, this, this path over here, it don't look the prettiest, it don't look the easiest, but God's blessing is there. God uses the word of God to work in us. And if you're looking for God's voice, well, your Bible better be open. Your Bible better be open. You better be in it. You can't just, some people just, you, they just got the Bible open in their house. It just sits in their house open and no one's ever read it. True story. I'd even go as far as saying God may choose not to speak to you in any other ways if you're not in the word of God. If you're not in the word of God, if your Bible is closed. And as, as a Christian, this is your lifeline. All the direction you need, all the wisdom you need, God's voice, you'll find it in the Bible. You know, oftentimes I think about the writers of Scripture. I think about these men and women of, uh, of God who, who God used, who God inspired them, and they wrote down these things, and, and, and we have them as the Holy Scriptures. You know, many, many who can't hear God want to say that the Bible is full of errors. Because, you know, it was, it was written by people, and, and, and people are not perfect. But Scripture, again, tells us that the Word of God is the inspired Word of God. You see, we have to come to a place where the Bible is the final and ultimate authority. Because that's the God, that's the, that's the God of the Bible that I believe. I believe in the God of the, of the final authority of Scripture. And the writers of the Bible, they also believed in the Scriptures. As you look at the scriptures, what do you see? Who do they quote? Do they quote the great philosophers of the time? Do they quote these great thinkers? These, these, these people who are so fancy with their words and, 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 and have such great slogans and, and are all over media and social media and, and, and they got a million followers. Is that who they quoted? No, they quoted scripture. They all understood you see, Jesus quoted scriptures. Peter quoted the scripture. Paul quoted the scripture. James quoted the scripture. And so on and so on. As you read it, they're actually re-preaching the Bible. Different parts of the Bible. They all understood this, that the Bible was the voice of God. I want you to look at what it says in Psalms 119 and verse 105. It says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It's a, it's a guiding path, right? A, a, a light to my path. Really quickly, I want to give you an illustration of this. But those, you turn off those lights, please. Okay. So you can kind of see this a little bit. All oh, these ones didn't go off. That's why. Sorry. No, no one's scared of the dark, right? But this is what the Bible does. See, oftentimes what it feels like is I don't know which way to go. I don't know if I should go to the left. I don't know if I should go to the right. I, I don't know if I should step forward. I don't know if where I'm at is the right place. I don't know. But the word of God becomes this light that helps you to see and take a step where you don't know. It becomes this guiding lamp. It becomes this guiding uh, so that you can see the path in front of you, so that you can see the dangers before you, so that you can see what, what God would have you do. Where's God's blessing? Where's God's blessing? Is it there? Is it there? Is it over here? Oh, God's blessing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to come right here. Does that make sense? We can turn back on the lights. 
This is the voice of God. So many times we overlook the scriptures. We overlook the Bible. We, we miss these things and we're trying to hear God. But the first place you need to look is, is the Bible. Is the Bible. You see, the second way that God speaks to us is, is number two, through gifted teachers. Through gifted teachers. God uses people full of the Holy Spirit, full of the scriptures, and called by him to speak to his people. See, this is God's plan, part of God's plan for you to learn, for you to grow, and for you to hear the voice of God in your life. The truth is, brothers and sisters, sometimes things aren't so plain. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes we read something, we get it, and we're like, you know what, I don't quite understand that part. And then somebody preaches on it and teaches on it, and suddenly, oh, that makes sense. I get that now. Before I didn't understand it, but now it, it, it makes sense. Why is that? I want to take a look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 11 and 12. It says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Okay, we're the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Okay, that's what he did. Now here's why he did it. Okay, verse 12. Their responsibility their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. So my responsibility, your responsibility, right? Do you see it in the scriptures? My responsibility, your responsibility. We see it, right? Again, it says this, their responsibility, my responsibility, our responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And so God said it or that there would be teachers of the word so that we would grow together and be more healthy. God designed it this way to, to lead Christians, uh, to, to lead people to salvation, to lead people through a growth process so they can be trained to live out their calling and so they can learn how to hear the voice of God in their life. So how can I know that God even speaks through them? God speaks through gifted teachers. Here's how you know. Maybe you're sitting in a service or maybe you're watching online. Hey, everyone online, hey. But maybe you're, you're sitting and you're watching, you're listening, and suddenly you feel like, whoa. How do they know my business? Did you just tell them my business? How does, how does that guy up there know my business? And you're at that place where like, whoa, that, that, that was just for me. That's how you know that the Holy Spirit is working. That's how you know that what God has ordained is taking place. Has that ever happened to you before, right? It's happened to us. God uses moments just like this to speak to us. I want you to look at what the Apostle Paul says. He says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. He says this, when, when we tell you these things, we don't use words that came from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual things. Truths. Now, the Apostle Paul is talking a very specific thing, but I want you to understand the general concept here of what he's saying. God wants to speak to you, and God gives wisdom so that wisdom could be shared and the body of Christ would grow stronger. Here's the thing. You will not hear God this way if you're not part of the local body. You just won't. There's too many people that think, well, I could just serve God on my own. Then you'll never hear God this way. You won't. You'll, you'll miss what God is doing. You'll miss what the body of Christ is doing. You won't be strengthened that way. You won't be encouraged with that way because you'll miss what God is doing in the local body. 
See, God created the local body to be such a beautiful thing, to be a healthy, growing organism, not perfection, because we come here because we need Jesus. Amen. We need Jesus. I hope there's nobody that comes, I don't, I don't need Jesus. I'm already wonderful. I'm already great. No, we need Jesus. That's why we're here. But to be this healthy body and that God would speak in moments like this, worship team, in, 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 the, in the middle of worship, that people would have just this supernatural illumination of who God is. They would have this encounter with him. And, 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 and through the teaching of the word, that, that people with truths would begin to become unlocked and things would make sense. And they would hear God clearer than they've ever heard him before. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know this. God loves you and desires to lead you. He wants to speak to you, but he wants you to hear him. He wants you to hear him for yourself. See, he speaks through the Bible. He speaks through gifted teachers. And, and thirdly, he speaks through godly friends and family. Godly friends and family. Now, really, the, the emphasis here is on godly. Godly. Uh, there are people... And I want you to get this. There are people that are praying for you. Sometimes you don't always know it because you don't hear their prayers. But there are people that are praying for you. And, 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 and I want you to get it this way. There are people that are specifically praying that God would use them to minister to others. There are people that are, that are, that are on their knees before God and they're saying, God, would you use me? God, I, I know that I'm not worthy. God, I, I, I know that I'm only worthy through you, Christ Jesus. I'm only worthy because of what you've done in my life. But God, would you use me? Would you use me, God, to help somebody else, to serve somebody else, God, to be a light, to, to be an example? God, would you use me, Lord, to, to teach someone else, God, to help someone else, to share your word, to, to share what you've done in my life? God, would you use me? Would you use me? Would you use me? There are people who are praying that prayer. There are people who are asking God, God, if you need someone, you can call on me. And sometimes those people are people that you know. Family members, friends. And sometimes we overlook them because we know their past. We know their mistakes. We know their history. We know the wrong things we, they've done. But if they have a repented heart before the Lord, God can use them to speak to your life. Don't miss out on this way that God can speak to you. Sometimes we get so focused in on that, that one way. When I go to church and they sing that one song and then I hear the voice of God in my life. And you're missing all the things that scripture says on how God speaks to us. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, it's through godly friends and family. God uses them. Well, I want you to see what it says in Proverbs in chapter 12, verse 26. It says, the godly give good what? Give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. See, the Bible's clear on who to get advice from. It doesn't matter how good that advice sounds. And some, sometimes things sound real nice to the ear. Sometimes people have a way of putting some words in there. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, sometimes people are all kinds of crafty with their words. But if it's not coming from a godly perspective, seek advice elsewhere. That doesn't matter how good they sound. That's not God's voice in your life. Find God's voice in your life. Huh. Unless they're telling you, hey, go back to church because you, you, you need to get right with God. Come on. Listen, I want to say something. 
spare my humor. But we all have bald spots, right? You guys got any, any bald spots? We don't all have bald spots. We don't. We don't. But we all have blind spots in our life. Right? Not all of us have bald spots, but we do all have blind spots. There's areas of our life that we have a bias towards. There's areas of our life that we're emotionally attached to some area. There's an area of our life that we just, we just, we just don't touch that or we don't talk about that area. Or we, we, we just, listen, we think we're good in that area. And the truth is, brothers and sisters, we're not. But because it's a blind spot, we're missing an area. And do you know what we need? We need people to talk to us when we need talking to. And sometimes we need some talking to. Sometimes we need some people that are going to love us, tell us like it is. Tell us the truth. Tell us what we don't see. Tell us where those blind spots are. And if you don't have that, then you're missing something. So we need that in our lives. We need people to say, listen, I love you. I believe in you. But you're blowing it over here. You're just blowing it. We need people in our lives to talk to us when we need talking to. And we need to be okay with that. We need to be absolutely okay with that. The Bible reminds us in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says this, The way of fools seem right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And really the key is, is, is that last part. The wise listen to advice. you got to decide what you want. Do you want to be the fool? Do you want to be the wise? The wise listen to advice. Sometimes we think we know what we should do, and we're really just way off targets. We need the right kind of people in our life who are going to speak life to us, encourage us, not beat us up, but point it out, let us know, and then love us through it. You following me this morning? See, I, I need godly counsel in my life because I have to understand that the enemy wants to tear me down. I need a life group. I need healthy biblical community in my life. And I would never ask you to be in a healthy biblical community if I wasn't in it myself. See, I believe in the power of confessing. I believe in the power of being honest. I believe in the power of opening up and sharing for the sake of us growing stronger together and finding healing in Christ Jesus. I, I, I believe that when we come together, we see that happen. And God set it up all in his word. I want you to see what it says in Proverbs 27, 6. It says this, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Why? Why? Why can wounds from a friend be trusted? Wait, hold up. What's the Bible talking about here? Because a true friend, a godly friend wants to see you succeed in the name of Jesus. They, they, they want to see God glorified in your life. So when they tell you the truth, it might hurt a little bit. It may not be what you want to hear, but it's better than the enemy blowing kisses at you. Oh, yeah, just tell me all the, the nice things, and the enemy is just telling you, you're doing great, you're doing whatever, keep going, and you're really in a wrong place in life. You're really doing the wrong thing. But ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the enemy's voice around. Keep those people speaking in your life who are not godly. And, and you're just going to, ah, yeah, I'm at, a wonderful, I'm at a good place. I'm at a good place. 
I love the Lord. But whose voice is in your life? Whose voice is in your life? See, I'd rather have a true friend, a godly friend who's going to tell me like it is than have the enemy's voice multiply kisses in my life. Oh, you're doing great. Keep going. And I want to close with this. I want to close with this, worship team. There's not a decision in my life that I do not pause and ask these three steps. Okay, I'm going to give you these three steps. I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Three steps to ask. Number one, I ask God. Number one, I, number two, I ask his word. And number three, I ask godly people. God, his word, and godly people. God, I ask God about the situation. About which way I got to go, what I got to do. I ask God, I ask his word, and I ask godly people. See, I wouldn't even know about these steps if it wasn't for the word of God. God outlines it in scripture. I wouldn't even know about it. You remember the opening story with Samuel? This young man who was learning the voice of God. See, God was trying to call him. God was trying to get his attention. God wanted to speak to him, to minister to him. But he didn't recognize God's voice. He didn't know God's voice. He had never heard it before. And no one had ever taught him how to hear the voice of God. Until one day, Eli the priest had to instruct him on what to do. See, my guess is this. And I mentioned it before, I'm going to say it again. If Eli never tells him what to do, he would have never heard the voice of God in his life. See, that, that voice, just as we practiced with Benny, that, that voice out there it would have been loud, it would have been loud, but over time, that voice would have gotten suppressed. Suddenly, suddenly, it, it, it's, it's, you, you couldn't hear it at all. You couldn't hear it at all. Brothers and sisters, and I'm, and I'm thinking about you, and I'm thinking about your wife and I'm thinking about your journey and I'm thinking about the things you're going through. I'm thinking about the decisions you've got to make now, the decisions you're going to make, the things that you're entangled with now, the things that you hope to see happen in your life, the dreams, the hopes, the goals, the visions. I'm thinking about those things for your life and I'm telling you this. Learn how to hear God's voice and you'll never fail to have his blessing in your life. Here's the truth. There's the wrong decision there's the, there's the decision that's acceptable by the Lord, and then there's the, the, the perfect decision, God's blessing. Sometimes we're in the wrong, and sometimes we're stepping into okay, and we're, we're enjoying okay. We're enjoying okay like it's the best when there's really something else, and you'll never discover that something else if you can't hear him. You can't hear his voice. And that's what I pray over you. That's what I hope over you you'll hear him loud and clear that you'll pause before you on the making that decision before you're on the brink of doing it no I need to hear from the Lord I got to hear from the Lord I, I must hear from the Lord you see once Samuel learned the voice of God he took off from there he did great things in the kingdom of God going forward he said speak Lord your servant is listening so here's my challenge for us very simple. Be open and be intentional to how God wants to speak to you. See, be open to hearing God. Some people think it's weird. That's weird. How am I going to hear That's weird. I'm telling you, be open. Be open to the fact that God wants to speak to you, especially through his word. Be open to that. And as part of that, be intentional with seeking God's voice. Remember, God, his word, and godly people. Do you got it? You got it? You got it? God, his word, 
and godly people. Be open and be intentional. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we're in love with you. We love you with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Just as scripture tells us, Lord, that's our desire. God, teach us more about you. Strengthen us and encourage us, God, and work in us. Father, we've made all these decisions, God, and many of them without your voice. But God, we want your voice in our life going forward. Help us, God, to see. Help us, God, to hear. Help us, God, to know and to recognize. Nah, there's a lot of voice. That's, ah, there's God's voice. There's God's voice. That's the voice I want in my life. God, may I hear you louder and clearer than I've ever heard you before. Bless your people. Strengthen your church. God, so that we can be all that you've called us to be. Right now, with nobody looking around, maybe you're here today and you've got to, you know what, the truth is you haven't been living right with God and you're like, you know, today's my day. i got to get right with God. i got to turn it around. I, it hasn't been right. I'm ready to surrender to him. I, I want him to navigate my, my life and be my Lord and, and I want him to be my Savior. Forgive me for all my sins. I need that. I need the mercy and grace of God in my life. And if that's you and nobody looking around, just quickly just put your hand up. Thank you so much. I see your hands. Anybody else? I th thank you. I see your hands. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, forgive us. God, we haven't been right, but we want to be. We want to be. We need you, Lord. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for the wrong things we've done. God, I pray your mercy and grace over our lives. I pray your love in us. I pray, God, that you would remind us, Lord, that you are here for us. God, pick us up and pull us out of the pit that we've been in. Grab our hand and walk us through, Lord. God, today we confess you and proclaim you as Lord and Savior of our lives. Thank you for what you did, Christ Jesus, on that cross. We receive it, Lord. We receive what you've done. And we also receive the gift of eternal life. God, with every breath going forward, be intentional, knowing that we are forgiven by you and that we are called by you. May we always hear and recognize your voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.